Hi, my name is Kobe Warner. This is Kobe Blizzy, and I am super excited to be here today because if you know me, you know I love Taylor Swift. And if you also know me, you know I was not looking in the camera just then, but I'm going to look in the camera now. Uh, if you know me, you know I love Taylor Swift. And if you don't live under a rock, you know Taylor Swift just released a new album called Midnight's. Um, actually, before I get to Midnight's, there's something I want to mention. Last episode... I briefly mentioned something about a hard drive. I don't even remember what I said. But I, when I was editing it, I realized that I, when I was editing the episode, I think the gain, the gain's always too high for me. It's always too high. Um, when I was editing the episode, I realized that I didn't mention th uh, the rest of the story. I brought up a hard drive situation. Um, so I was using these external hard drives. Um, I still have one that I have had for years that I use for uh, time machine backups for my MacBook. Uh, so it just backs up my computer just in case anything ever happens. But I got another one of those, uh, like, they're like lacy hard drives. Um, I got another one of those hard drives um, when I started doing this podcast because I wanted to store the episodes on the hard drive. And something absolutely horrifying happened. Actually, the first eight episodes of this podcast, I don't have the files for uh, anymore because the so, so I don't know why I don't even know what happened somehow um, it's probably my fault honestly maybe I didn't eject properly but some they just disappeared from my hard drive one day um, and I like I said I su suspect it was an issue of ejecting but um, yeah it was really unfortunate I mean fortunately the episodes are online so I can like still see them and they're not going anywhere but hopefully, like, they don't ever come down and I need to re-upload them because in that event, I wouldn't be able to do that. And I'm a person that likes to save things. So, like, maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal. Um, I also lost, like, all the files to my music. Fortunately, I was able to, like, you know, get those back because I had them other places. Um, but anyway, yeah, after that, I started feeling really funny about the hard drive. So I just got the biggest package of iCloud storage you can have. And I store everything in my computer. I store every single thing on my computer on my iCloud drive. Um, so I think I briefly mentioned before also that, uh, if you got in my iCloud drive, that would be my life. Like, don't hack me, please. That all my shit's there. Maybe I really shouldn't say that. Like that honestly might be a security issue. Um, but yeah, I don't, my point is I do not mess with external hard drives anymore. I'm afraid of them. And so like, I try to keep as few files of the podcast as possible because obviously video files are huge, especially when they're, uh, high resolution. And so, uh, yeah, that really, really scared me. And I've known a lot of people to have hard drive issues. Um, I saw a, a girl from the school I used to go to post on her Instagram story that she lost all of her video files. And I don't know her situation, but I was just like, yeah. Oh, it was from an external hard drive, obviously. That's why I said that. Um, so, yeah, I just forgot to say that last episode. I brought it up and then, you know, never expanded because I am ADHD, um, I suspect. Um, I had a uh, psychiatrist tell me that I might have aged out of my ADHD behavior, but honestly, I don't think I have, because I still act ADHD, <laughs> um, and I do live in this body, uh, so maybe I would know. Um, so I'm checking that. Uh, yeah, so Midnight by Taylor Swift came out on Friday. I'm taping this episode on Sunday, October 23rd. It's going up on Monday the 24th. Uh, and this weekend, I have been a busy bee. I have not been watching The Real Housewives at all because I have been listening to Taylor Swift's new album, Midnight's Non-Mother-Freaking-Stop. 
Also, notice the sibling rivalry bag. Oh, uh, I showed you the meet and greet pictures before. Again, before I talk about midnight, uh, I showed you the meet and greet pictures before, but I meant to show you this bag uh, that I got, my VIP bag from the sibling rivalry show that I went to in Atlanta uh, a couple weeks ago, October something. Um, so I bought this t-shirt. This didn't come in the bag, but it's in the style of the television show Boondocks, if you're watching the video. This is Bob and Monet. Uh, Bob's on the left, Mon Monet's on the right. Says Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange live show. At the top, it says Bob and Monet Sibling Rivalry. That's the name of their podcast. And that was the name of the tour, Sibling Rivalry Live. Um, it was fierce. It was real good. This is the oh, <laughs> this is the VIP um, pass that obviously came with it. This is a signed poster um, that I accidentally spilled my drink on uh, a little bit, but it is a okay. And it came with the, the VIP experience. It says MXC from Monday Exchange and Bob wrote B-O-B. <laughs> so they're calling you Bob. <laughs> so they're calling me Bob. Um, I'm trying to roll this girl up. So, what else is in here? It's like a show and tell. So, I also bought this. Oh, no. This is not. I did not get this from the show. This is my Trixie and Katya fan from when I went to see Trixie and Katya in, like, April of this year. Um, I took that just in case I got hot. I take this with me a lot. Um, they also give you some enamel pins. That's so fun. I'm like Dorit on Beverly Hills Housewives. You're watching it. When Jamie Lee Curtis was on there and she was like, that's so chic about her children stuff. Her fundraiser stuff. Um, but this really is cute. It's a remote and it says something right here. I might put these on my backpack. My Jansport that uh, that Jansport gave me for free. That was my first like free thing from a brand. It's really fun. <laughs> so that is what came in the situation. I also am really funny. I'm like Kim Kardashian. If you know anything about Kim Kardashian, not that I really need to be talking about Kim Kardashian, but. She saves a lot of stuff, if you've ever seen uh, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Um, like, from her dates. I remember her seeing her on a video say that she saved, like, the box that the chicken tenders or whatever were in from a first date with somebody. Like, that's crazy to me. But anyway, I did save the VIP, the VIP bracelet. I cut it off of my wrist, and I put it in the bag for the rest of the stuff. Um, so that is my sibling rivalry, uh, Bob and Monet. Hall, and I just wanted to put this up in the background because honestly, their podcast and my love for their podcast and Emma Chamberlain's podcast is kind of what inspired me to start something. I like to think of this podcast as kind of a hybrid. Bob and Monet argue a lot on their podcasts, I kind of argue with myself, <laughs> and uh, Emma. Uh, so what attracted me to her podcast is that she mentions that she records it from the comfort of her bed. I think that's what it says in the description. And I was like, yeah, that's fierce. Like, I still literally have a blanket on right now. I'm not even wearing pants. That's hence the blanket. <laughs> but I do have a Beyonce candle in the background. Oh, these are my CDs. I obviously am filming in a different direction day, today. Um, if you look here, uh, that calendar up there is the Golden Girls, if you're watching the video. Over there is Lady Gaga, born this way. Um, that's Naomi Campbell on a phone with Coke cans in her hair. Up there's Gigi Good. 
This is only if you're watching the video, folks. But this is a mini room tour. And um, anyway, like I said, back here are my CDs. Up here are the new CDs that I've purchased. And down here are the uh, used CDs that my mom has bought me, that my Aunt Selena has given me, that I have thrifted personally, that my mom has thrifted. Most of these CDs down here are used and thrifted um, or secondhand given to me by somebody I know. And up here, uh, for the most part, are new CDs that I've purchased uh, for like my favorite albums and like newer projects and stuff. So I've been thinking about making maybe like a YouTube video doing a CD collection tour. Um, that's like probably like 150 CDs or so. Um, so it's kind of maybe a, a smaller collection. I don't know. I'm sure somebody somewhere has a really massive CD collection. Um, but I've been just building mine kind of. Um, and I would love to do it so far. Uh, maybe have a little record of it and do another update down the road as I collect more. Because I really do like CDs. They sound really great. And uh, fortunately, my car still has a CD player because, you know, some cars don't need more. And I have a CD player up there, up there, right there. That's a CD player um, that I can listen to CDs on. Anyway, it's time to talk about Midnight. I really, oh, so I was looking, I was doing really good at first, looking at the camera, and then recently, uh, for the past minute or two, I've been looking down at my face. So now I'm going to make an effort to look back at the camera. It's really a challenge for me. I think I need to, like, put this webcam on a little tripod or something and just get my laptop out of the situation because having my face right here is way too tempting for me because I like to look at myself. Um, not always in a loving way, but I'm always looking. Like that was the problem that was about Zoom college for me. Uh, for, for a period of time, I had to do college on Zoom and I was rarely ever looking at the people who were talking. It was uh, the fact that I could see myself all the time was really a problem because I really like to perceive myself. I realize. Anyway, <laughs> like I used to like take pictures in class of me and be like, oh, my God, look how cute I look in class right now. Bitch, you're not paying attention. <laughs> OK, um, so uh, just before we get into the album itself, I want to talk about the phenomenon um that Renaissance has been so far. It's only Sunday, October 23rd. It came out on 20, Friday, October 21st. And that was like two days ago, three days ago. This is the third day that it's been out. And this album has been a phenomenon. It really, really has. So I would just like to start with... I've screenshotted some, um, some screen grabs for so some facts for the kids. Um, so I can come correct. So Midnight's sold over 800,000 copies in its first day of release in the United States, the fastest selling album since Reputation by Taylor Swift five years ago. That is from Chart Data on Twitter. That is Crazy Pants. Um, Midnight, is the na Midnight is now the number one best selling album of the year in the U.S. by Pure Sales after one day of release, surpassing Harry Styles' Harry House. Listen again to that. It's the number one best-selling album of the year in the U.S. by Pure Sales after one day of release. That is fantastic, Miss Taylor Swift. Um, Midnight's by Taylor Swift is now the biggest female debut of 2022 on Spotify. 184 million oh wait excuse me 184.6 million streams 
in a day. Um, previously held by Beyonce's Renaissance at 43.37 million. And then I screenshotted this off of the Beehive uh, Twitter group that I'm in. And the person that uh, quoted it said, I just feel like you didn't need to include the number like OMG. It really is crazy. Taylor's debut is 184 million. Beyonce's is uh, uh, 43 million, uh, roughly. But it's just, it's different situations. You know, Beyonce, I think, is at a different point in her career. I think Taylor Swift, Beyonce has three babies. She has Ivy Park, um, you know, whatever else she's working on and hiding from us. Shea Coulee tweeted and deleted the other day that Beyonce is, you know, the, don't stop pressuring the lady. The visuals are coming, which made it sound like Shea Coulee's in one of the visuals. I hope she doesn't get edited out because she tweeted that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Beyonce's busy right now and she's working for sure. I'm not saying that. And I would just like to say I love Beyonce. I love Taylor Swift. They are artists. They're two artists that I've loved for a very, 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 very long time. My first discovery of Beyonce was 2011 or 12. My dad, Love on Top came on the radio and my dad showed it to me and I was like, wow. And so then when her next album came out in 2014, Beyonce, 13 Beyonce, 13 or 14, when Beyonce, the album came out, I think it was 14, um, the self-titled album, I was around for the release and I was watching the music videos on the family computer. Um, and so I remember way back then when I was like, yeah, 11 or 12, just really, really loving Beyonce. Um, and Taylor Swift goes back even farther than that, man. Like I remember fearless way back in the day. (laughs) Um, I really, 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 really love both of these artists. Um, but like I said, Beyonce doesn't feel the need to promote her music anymore. She doesn't feel like she, um, she has to. And that's valid um i i get it she's at a different place beyonce is on um a different plane she's an alien superstar you know taylor swift on the other hand you know she could take her out like beyonce has um she doesn't have a a 25 year career yet but she has a lot to show for her 15, 16 years, 17 years of working. I don't know exactly how many it is, but I mean that she's been working her ass off, man. And Taylor Swift right now, I think more than ever is especially really, I mean, honey, grinding just like no other. In, In the past two years, since 2020, she's put out five records, Folklore, Evermore, Red Taylor, or Fearless Taylor's version, Red Taylor's version, and Midnight's. And these are not, Fearless had 30 songs. I'm, excuse me, not Fearless. Red had 30 songs. Fearless had like, you know, 20, 20 some, uh, the upper 20s, above 25, I think, 26, 27, something like that. Like, these are hefty albums, um, big projects, large undertakings. And, I mean, there's no telling what else she's doing behind the scenes. She's, she has four more albums to re-record. She has Taylor Swift uh 19 taylor swift 1989 taylor swift speak now 1989 and reputation so there's no telling what's going on behind the scenes right now you know um and i really really think she's on a mission to reclaim her her narrative uh because after scooter braun after her record her masters were sold out from under her in 2019 um, 
I think that lit a fire under her ass to really, really um, cement herself as a formidable, untouchable force in pop music. Taylor Swift's numbers are like no other, and her promotional tactics are absolutely and completely, I mean, just intelligent, perfect, well thought out, uh, a detailed, persistent, um, she does not let you forget, and um, yeah, she's really, really, really smart with the way she promotes her music, um, but that's the thing, is she really, really puts the pedal to the metal on promotion, and she really takes it seriously, and she, I feel like, in my opinion, she has her own avenue of promotion the way she rolls out albums is unlike anybody else a lot of people criticize the fact that she'll do uh four different album album versions that have like different pictures and information on the inside um but it's intelligent in in the day of streaming how do you get pure sale numbers you know how do you do it and so i think people are mad at her because she's pulling the numbers um but really, I think you should just accept that your faves aren't prioritizing pure sales. You know, for example, Ariana Grande is somebody who does really, 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 really well with streaming and not doesn't have the, the largest, you know, pure sale numbers that you would expect for somebody of, of her fame and caliber. Somebody I also love a lot and have loved for a long time since Nickelodeon and 13 on Broadway. Um, but it's because she's she was she really uh, her her formidable force was cemented in the streaming era her first couple of albums were fantastic but dangerous woman was the last album really you know streaming was coming on at that point so by the time sweetener came around she was a streaming artist and thank you next broke records like nobody's business man so uh, i think ariana grande has major success in streaming taylor swift has success in streaming but she also has a success in pure sales because of the way she goes about rolling her music out and i i don't hate the player, man. I mean, I think she is a really, really intelligent artist. And I think more artists could, uh, if they wanted to get pure sales, uh, here's a format to do it, you know? I don't really see anybody doing that. I know people release more than one version of stuff, but, um, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that kind of promotion, in my opinion. Um, let's talk about the music video. She's released one music video so far. So far. Uh, that's for the track number three, I believe. It's Antihero. And the music video was really good. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter kind of criticize uh, some moments in it for being a little on the nose. Um, and I don't know. Touch some grass. Like, let people have fun. <laughs> you know? Uh, the music video was cute. I laughed. Uh, it was a good time. I liked the song. Um, I have a couple things to say about it, but I'll wait till we get there in the track list. So now, however many minutes we are into the pod, I'm finally gonna start talking about the record taylor swift's brand new album midnight so let me pull up the track list uh with all of the lyrics track number one's lavender haze um i really 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 like this song um there's some producers on it that are shared with beyonce's most recent record renaissance actually um, which is a lot of fun. It's a it's a pop song. It it, it had it's infectious. I think it'll do well on the radio when she makes it a single. It's not the first single, I, um, but I think when it is a single, because I do believe she will make it a single, it will do well. Um, uh, it's catchy. Meet me at midnight is a motif throughout the song. A midnight midnights is obviously the name of the record. Um, 
And while Midnight is a motif in the lyrics of this song, I think Midnight is a motif in the lyrics throughout the entire record. There's also a song called Midnight Rain. Um, lots of talk of Midnight here because this album is inspired uh, by Taylor Swift's Sleepless Nights. Um, in her music, a lot, she talks, she references 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., the middle of the night, phrases like this. She throws it around all the time in all of her albums, throughout all of her songs. If you've never noticed it, listen, and you will hear it. She talks about it in so many places, so many places. She's always talking about the middle of the night. Um, and so I think it's very fitting that she makes a record called Midnight. Um, and so back to Lavender Rain. It's a great song. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite lyrics, or maybe my favorite lyric. Um, I like Lavender Haze, the phrase. Um, it, it, it is a reference to a phrase I think she says from is, is from the 1950s. And it's referring to a period of time, you know, uh, early on in the love, maybe the honeymoon period, uh, before the love has been tainted. Um, and so the chorus is, I feel the lavender haze creeping up on me. It's surreal. I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. No deal. The 1950s shit they want from me. I just want to stay in the lavender haze. Um, so it's saying that outside pressure from other people on her relationship. Uh, she doesn't want that. Apparently the 1950s shit they want from maybe housewife. Maybe they want her to get married. I don't know. Um, but I also appreciate that she mentioned 1950s after saying that lavender haze is a phrase from the 1950s. Um, you can count on Taylor Swift to pay attention to the details, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, the chorus of this song, um, I, I like it. I think it's connected. I think it sounds sonically really nice. If you haven't heard this song, it would make more sense uh, to you if you had uh, heard it. Um, also, I, there's something that piqued my interest when I was uh, listening a few minutes ago and reading the lyrics as I was. Talk your talk and go viral. I just need this love spiral as a lyric from what I believe is the bridge. Talk your talk and go viral. Um, I was curious if this was referencing um, a couple of things that Joe had said in interviews that had gone viral on Twitter um, that I had seen. Um, so that was just, you know, something that I'm hypothesizing about. But it piqued my interest when I saw the lyric. Because, uh, again, you know how detailed Taylor Swift is. Um and I think her songwriting, again, I saw people on Twitter, something else I saw people on Twitter criticizing was uh, some of the songwriting on this album. Um, and there's one thing I agree on, and I'll talk about it when I get there. There's one thing. Um, but for the most part, her songwriting is very consistent, and I don't want y'all coming from my mother. Leave her alone. Uh, the next song is Maroon. Um, when the morning came, we were cleaning the incense off your vinyl shelf because we lost the track of time again. That is the first lyric. Um, it's, uh, it's painting a picture. Um, I like this part, and I chose you, the one I was dancing with in New York, no shoes. Looked up at the sky, and it was the burgundy, tea, the burgundy on my t-shirt when you splash your wine into me and how the blood rushed into my cheeks, so scarlet. It was the mark they saw on my collarbone, the rust that grew between telephones, the lips I used to call home, so scarlet it was maroon. Are you kidding me? 
It is poetry, bitch. And she sings all that. It sounds like in one breath. I was like, it just keeps it just keeps going. Like I said, if you heard the song, it'll make more sense. But that chorus is something else, man. Uh so yeah, I like Maroon. The next song is Antihero. Uh Antihero is the first single, also the song that had the music video I was just referencing. And um there's uh I love the first lyric. It starts, I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. Midnights become my afternoons. Um, like I said, she always talks about nights. She always talks about being up at night. Um, midnights become my afternoons. I love that. When my depression works the graveyard shift, she continues. All the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. Um... She's funny. I should not be left to my own devices. They come with prices and vices. I end up in crisis. Tale as old as time. I wake up screaming from dreaming. One day I'll watch as you're leaving because you got tired of my scheming for the last time. Um, I think scheming is also a motif uh, on this album too. Um, but we'll talk about it again. Um, the chorus, It's this is something that I think is really funny. Taylor Swift is a millennial, and sometimes we forget, but she will not fail to remind us. I think the lead single of Lover is a great example. And I'll leave it there. Uh, but the chorus of this song says, It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, which I think is kind of... But then she continues, and I like it. Uh, a T... Time, everybody all agrees, love this next lyric. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Um, and so I really, really, really do like this song overall. Um, it's super fun. Uh, the next lyric is funny. She says, sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby, and I'm a monster on a hill, um, which I think is funny. A lot of people were confused by that lyric. It's actually a 30 Rock reference I learned on Twitter. I don't know what that means, but I'm just saying that she's not actually sexualizing babies, people, just in case any of you were confused. <laughs> uh, track four is Snow on the Beach, kind of featuring Lana Del Rey. Um, when you say featuring somebody, I expect... Uh, it to be them to have like a verse and you know like sing with you on the chorus like actually have you know like lead vocals um taylor swift actually has done this thing though in the past where she'll feature people and they're really just singing background vocals i can think of chris stapleton on red i can think of um um i don't know other people uh, seems like the only people she does actual duets with is phoebe ridgers and on nothing new and uh, justin vernon from bon, bon, bon Iver for uh folklore and evermore seems like that's the people she does real duets with because uh, lana del rey really just had some background vocal background vocals excuse me vocals that were just mixed into the background and i was kind of confused by that but maybe she helped write it a lot. She does have a writing credit, Lana Del Rey. Um, but I just thought somebody as big as Lana Del Rey, you know, like Phoebe Bridges gets a verse. I'm thinking Lana Del Rey is going to get a verse too. Um, but like I said, I don't know the background of the story. Uh, but I think people were confused about that online too. But Snow on the Beach, it's a good song. Uh, I actually do quite like it. But the next song I love, track number five from Midnight's by Taylor Swift is called You're On Your Own Kid. And this song I'm obsessed with. I am obsessed with it starts summer went away still yearning stays I play it cool with the best of them I wait patiently he's gonna notice me it's okay we're best friends we're the best of friends 
Anyway. Um, and then she says, I hear it in your voice. You're smoking with your boys. I touch my phone as if it's your face. I didn't choose this town. I dream of getting out. There's just one who could make me stay all my days. Um, I, I really like this song. And the chorus is the next part. From sprinkler splashes to fireplace ashes. I waited ages to see you there. I searched the party of better bodies just to learn that you never cared. You're on your own, kid. You always happen. I am obsessed with this song. I don't know. There's just something about it. Uh, I think you should just listen to it if you haven't heard it. And if you like this kind of music. Oh, 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 I saw another tweet. I didn't screenshot this one, so I don't have a receipt for the kids. Um, but I'm going to try to recite from memory. It was something about this record, Midnight's Potato Swift is a record for people who love False God and uh, songs like that. Like, there's a bunch of songs from Lover. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's like a False God vibe, if you know False God from Lover. Um, because it's a pretty popular Taylor Swift record. Um, next song after um, after on your you're on your own kid is number six, Midnight Rain, um, which I mentioned a few minutes ago. Uh, midnight, the motif of midnight throughout Midnight's <laughs> the record by Taylor Swift. Uh, it has like this like poppy like distortion kind of vibe on this uh, the hook. I guess it's a hook really. Maybe a refrain is considered. Rain, he wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same. All of me changed like midnight. That's how it starts the beginning. Um. Yeah, I like the song. I I liked the chorus because he was sunshine. I was midnight rain. He wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same. All of me changed like midnight. Um, I like that. I think it's good. Uh, the next song, number seven, Question, I really love. I really, really love this song. Can I ask you a question? It's just catchy. Uh, good girl, sad boy, big city, wrong choices is how it starts. Um, but the chorus I love. Can I ask you a question? Mm. Did you ever have someone kiss you in a crowded room? Hey, and every single one of your friends was making fun of you. But 15 seconds later, they were clapping too. Clapping too. <laughs> what did you do? Hmm. Did you leave her house in the middle of the night? Oh, did you wish she had put up more of a fight? Oh, when she said it was too much, do you wish she could still touch her? It's just a question. I like the song. That's the chorus. It eats. Um, next is number eight, Vigilante Shit. This one caused some controversy that I saw on Twitter. A lot of people think it's not a good song. This is actually the only song that Taylor Swift is the uh, sole writing credit to. Most of the songs, the writing credits are Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff, and there's a couple of songs that include some other people. Um, but Vigilante shit, I actually do like. I think people can't really get past the first line. The first line is, draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. Um, I remember when I said Taylor Swift's a millennial. She's a millennial. But if you get past the first line, this song is quite good. Um, it has like a doom, doom, very reputation kind of vibey production to it. Um, I don't know if everybody would agree. I think like, like ready, 
like the the like the revengey part of reputation not the love song part you know what i mean yeah if you know reputation um i like this song it sounds to me that it's about uh, the other woman who doesn't know she's the other woman and she finds out and she's not having it so then she's on her vigilante shit um that's the vibe i get by the lyrics um oh i forgot to tell you guys how many times i've listened to this album since it came out i was gonna do that earlier um so Okay, 136 plus 22. Okay, so I haven't been in school for a while, sorry. I have streamed the 20 tracks that Taylor Swift has released for Midnight's 158 times. So that's a lot. Uh, In the... Three, two, three days since it's come out. <laughs> um, the, the songs I've listened to the most, number one's Question. Number th- two is Karma. Number three is actually Vigilante Shit, um, which we're talking about right now. So back to it. Um, I draw the cash up from the, the kill of man. Honestly, when I heard that lyric, I was like, go off, bitch. Like, good for you, Taylor. I love her. She's funny. Like, I just imagine her in the studio talking her shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Draw the cat, I strap enough to kill a man. And she's like, heat, heat, you know, like she's like feeling herself. I love that for her. I love me some tea, Slizzle, bitch. She's bringing her back. Resurrecting tea, Slizzle from the grave. Um, She says she needed cold, hard proof, so I gave her some. She had the envelope. Where you think she got it from? Now she gets the house, gets the kids, gets the pride. Picture me thick as thieves with your ex-wife, and she looks so pretty, driving in your Benz. Lately, she's been dressing for revenge. Like, bitch, she's spitting, to be honest. And so for people to slander this song online, you're lying. And listen again, and read the lyrics when you do it. I bet people who don't like it are listening on Spotify, because for some reason, when I listen to Midnight's 3 a.m. edition on Spotify... It has the lyrics on the TV. But when I listen to it on my phone, it doesn't have the lyrics. So I've been using this Apple Music subscription that I don't, I, that I have but I don't use and to read the lyrics. And to be real, Apple Music is beating Spotify out in the lyrics department. First of all, Spotify just got lyrics like six months ago. And they work, but they're, you know, they're a little crunchy sometimes. But Apple Music has that shit like refined and down. Their lyrics are pretty. Um, and so Spotify takes the cake on most things, in my opinion, because I've used I use Apple Music from 2016 to 2020. First of all, Apple Music users before you try to come for me. And in my opinion, since I've been using Spotify for like two years, it's better in a lot of departments. But lyrics is not one of them. I will give you that. And neither is sound quality. You guys have Dolby Atmos and spatial audio or something like that. Um, anyway, vigilante shit. I like the song. Like I said, it's not very long, um, but she's spitting. So listen to it. Give it a shot. Uh, read the lyrics too. I recommend that. The next song, number nine, is Bejeweled. I love Bejeweled. I love it. 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 She starts, Baby Love. I think I've been a little too kind. Uh, which I think is funny. Who, Baby Love is such a funny thing to say. Um, she said, Didn't notice you walking all over my peace of mind. And the shoes I gave you as a present, <laughs> like, work. <laughs> it's funny. But I love the chorus. 
Best believe I'm still bejeweled When I walk in the room I can still make the whole place shimmer Then when I meet the band They ask, do you have a man? I can still say I don't remember Familiarity breeds contempt To bring me in the basement When I want the penthouse And your heart diamond in my eyes I polish up real I polish up real nice Like, E, Taylor Like, she, that girl can write a, excuse me woman she's a woman that woman can write a pop chorus she is a talented songwriter and um she really shows it in a chorus man she's good at a chorus um the next song is labyrinth number 10 um I'm, i'll be real i haven't had like an insane connection with this song um I don't dislike any song on this record uh or the deluxe edition but i just haven't ha- had an intense connection with this song um i don't no lyrics really stand out to me um so i'm gonna talk about number 11 karma which is a favorite of mine i really love karma 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 um there's aside from the fact that there is a conspiracy theory that taylor has a lost album called karma and then she named a song karma after having that karma easter egg in the man music video in like 2019 or 2020 something like that um i really love this song it's a great song the chorus again I love a chorus. Taylor Swift writes a good chorus, so we get along fine. Because um, she said, because karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. Karma's a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not? Sweet like honey, karma is a cat. Purring in my lap because it loves me. Flexing like a goddamn acrobat. Me and karma vibe like that. Like... It sounds better when she's singing it. Uh, the person who's making money. <laughs> and uh, also, the production is really fun. And the way it just keeps, like, winding up. It's like a, the chorus reminds me, the best way I thought to describe it or articulate it was it's a boomerang. If you listen to it, it's just like, Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a guy. Karma is my breeze in my hair on the weekend. It, like, never goes down. Karma is a relaxing thought. It never, like, I don't know just listen <laughs> it just like feels like it's just wow no wow i like it it's good it's good it's good the next song number 12 i love sweet nothing this one was written with her boyfriend joe um although it's listed under his pseudonym william bowery um i spy with my little tired eye tiny as a firefly a pebble that we picked up last july down deep inside your pocket we almost forgot it like Poetry. Always poetry. Um, I love the chorus. You know what I'm going to say. You know me. Because they said the end is coming. I'm moving on to something. Everyone's up to something. I I found myself running home to your sweet nothings. Outside they're pushing shoving. You're in the kitchen humming. All that you ever wanted from me was sweet, was sweet nothing. Like, Come on, that sounded really not great, to be honest. Um, I also thought the bridge was crazy. Industry industry disruptors and soul deconstructors and smooth-talking hucksters out glad-handing each other and the voices that implore you should should be doing more to you. I can admit that I'm just too soft for all of it. Taylor Swift, I hear you. Me too, girl. Um... Outside they're pushing shoving. You're in the kitchen humming. All that you ever wanted me from what well, all that you ever wanted from me was sweet nothing. I love that. You're in the kitchen humming. 
like sometimes the most literal experiences just the most the statement of something being done is so beautiful you're in the kitchen humming when somebody's not around you notice they're not in the kitchen humming you know when somebody's gone you miss that they were in the kitchen humming something so simple you're in the kitchen humming um little things can be profound that's why i love songs um because the lyrics can paired to the way the sound the way you hear it the way it makes you feel it's an experience track number 13 the last track on the original album of midnights uh that came out at midnight on this past friday the 21st um it's called mastermind um and this is top three if not top two if not number one bitch this song is insane because in my humble opinion this song is about taylor's career and it's about the way she has played this chess game of fame and she's played each era and record and the transition from country to pop, the disappearance in 2017 when she got canceled and the, her resurgence, the way she's angled things, the when she started surprise dropping, when she stopped surprise dropping, the way she does everything is her Easter eggs, her attention to detail, um, her, the, the way she's a workhorse. I think the, these lyrics of this song, everything I just said, I'm going to prove it right now. Listen, the song, the song starts, Once upon a time, the planets and the fates and the, all the stars aligned. You and I ended up in the same room at the same time, and the touch of a hand lit the fuse of a chain reaction of counter moves to assess the equation of you. Checkmate, I couldn't lose. Um, which sounds like it's about a romantic partner, which is actually what I thought it was about at first. Um, but if you analyze some of the other lyrics, O-M-G. She said, what if I told you none of it was accidental and from the first night you saw me, nothing was going to stop me. I laid the groundwork and then just like clockwork, the dominoes cascaded and aligned. What if I told you I'm a mastermind? And now you're mine. It was all by design because I'm a mastermind. That's the chorus. She starts the second verse. You see, all the wisest women had to do it this way because we were born to be the pawn in every lover's game. If you, fail to, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Strategies sets the, ste- the scene for the tale. I'm the wind in our free-flowing sails and the liquor in our cocktails. No one wanted to play with me as a little kid, so I've been scheming like a criminal ever since to make them love me and to make it seem effortless. This is the first time I felt the need to confess, and I swear I'm only cryptic and Machiavellian because I care. Taylor Swift. I want to know you. I want to sit down with Taylor Swift. I want to talk to her. And like, I think she has to be one of the smartest people in the entertainment industry. I think she has to be one of the smartest um, marketers not everybody some people are just artists some people are just performers not everybody is a puzzle master not everybody's a mastermind just like not everybody's an alien superstar beyonce not everybody's a mastermind taylor swift 
So that's the final track of the original cut of Midnight's by Taylor Swift, which came out at midnight on Friday the 21st. Three hours later at 3 a.m., Taylor Swift put out a surprise, which was the 3 a.m. edition of Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Seven more songs. Starts with The Great War. Um, I love this song. It reminds me of folklore. Uh, it reminds me of folklore a lot. The sound of it reminds me of folklore. Um, oh, why is it written by Aaron Dessner and Taylor Swift? I just did not know that until just now. Um, that's so funny. So if you don't know, Aaron Dessner is somebody who worked on folklore and Evermore. So that's why it sounds like folklore. Um, I love the song. My knuckles were bruised like violets, sucker punching walls, cursed you as I sleep talked, spineless in my tomb of silence, tore your banners down, took the battle underground, and maybe it was ego swinging, maybe it was her, flashes of the battle come back to me in a blur. That is the first verse. Um... And the chorus is all the bloodshed, all that bloodshed, crimson clover, uh-huh, sweet dream was over. My hand was the one you reached for all throughout the great war. Always remember, uh-huh, tears on the letter, I vowed not to cry anymore if we survive the great war. I love this song, it's beautiful. Um, but I really, 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 really love the next song. It's called Bigger Than the Whole Sky. It's the second song from the 3 a.m. edition of Midnight. Or not the second song, it's actually the 15th song. Um, but they're bonus tracks. It's the second bonus track. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Um, no words appear before me in the aftermath is the first lyric. And I love that, obviously, because I have an EP called Aftermath um, that you can stream by going to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Kabuzzi to listen to. Um, you can find all my music there. Oh, not me pulling this blanket all the way up on me. It was just instinct. Honestly, it's kind of cold. Is that inappropriate, you guys? Do I look crazy? I want to do it anyway. <laughs> um, she says, no, weird, no words appear before me in the aftermath. Salt streams, salt streams out of my eyes and into my ears. <laughs> Every single thing I touch becomes sick with sadness because it's, it's all over now, all out to the sea. The chorus, beautiful. Like I said, you know, I love a chorus. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You were bigger than the whole sky. You were more than just a short time. And I've got a lot to pine about. I've got a lot to live without. I'm never gonna meet what could have been, would have been, what should have been you. What could have been, would have been, what could have been you, or what should have been you. I don't know, but it's good. Listen to Bigger Than the Whole Sky. It's really, really pretty and gorgeous and ethereal. Has these vibes, you know? Ooh, you want to see me body roll? I can do a really intense body roll, you guys, but I'm not wearing pants, so I have to be careful. <laughs> if you're watching the video, if you're not watching the video, you can obviously tell it's a party if you are. So if you don't have Spotify, you can watch it on YouTube, you guys. Everybody has YouTube. This is my, this is my body roll. That's not very good. Oh, that wasn't very good. Let me try again. My knees are hurting from being on the ground. I'm trying to get on the pillow I'm sitting on. Okay, let me try. I'm trying again. That's better. That's pretty fluid, right? I haven't even stretched. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next song. Such an eventful podcast episode. Taylor Swift and Body Rolls. Um, the next song is Paris. This is one of the songs I was talking about earlier when I said this is the one thing um in the chorus of this song she says like we were in paris like we were somewhere else and that doesn't rhyme there is just no way about that 
that you can try to act like that rhymes. That's it. I write songs. So that's it. I just pay attention to stuff like that. And like, not that everything has to rhyme because not not all songs don't rhyme. I'm sure all of my songs don't rhyme. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying that. Don't go fact check me. Um, But I feel like that was intended to sound. If you listen to the song, it's, I feel like it was supposed to sound like it rhymed. Like, I think she was trying to pass it off as a rhyme. And I just don't think that rhymes. But other than that, this song is super cute. Um, it's just about being somewhere else with your love, your lover. Because you were my, my, my lover, lover, lover. Because you were my, my, my lover. Is that how it goes? My, my. I don't know the rhyme. My, my. That was a little pitchy. My, 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 my. Okay. Moving on. The next song, High Infidelity. High Infidelity, put your records on and regret me. I bent the truth. Uh, this song is, I like this one because I feel it feels a little shady. I saw something on Twitter. She mentions April 29th in this song, and there's something to that, I think, with. Um, um, one of her ex-boyfriends and and something I don't know a night of infidelity to him I don't know something like that this song is fierce I like this song a lot and the chorus is a banger I was dancing around I put your headphones on and burned my city your picket fence is sharp as knives I was dancing around dancing around it do you really know what do you really want to know where I was April 29th do you re- do I really have to chart the constellations in his eyes girl high infidelity period the next song is glitch I like glitch it has a vibe you think I'm finding glitch ah you can kind of ride the beat a little bit it's kind of one of the songs that like it would play in a coffee shop it has a good vibe to it um I like glitch 19 would have could have should have i saw online this one might be about one of her ex-boyfriends and um i this one's also with aaron dessner um i like this song it sound it's like about a love i regret i would have stayed on my knees and i sure damn if you'd never looked my way i would have stayed on my knees and i damn sure would have never looked and I damn sure would have never danced with the devil at 19 and the God's honest truth is that pain was heaven, that the pain was heaven. And now I'm grown. I'm scared of ghosts. Memories feel like weapons. And now that I know, I wish you'd left me wondering. Um, and the final song, number 20 on the deluxe 3am edition. It's like ASMR. I don't know why I just did that. Like this is an ASMR podcast. Um, that is so funny. Um, it's called Dear Reader, the final song, number 20. And I'm trying to pull up the lyrics. Dear Reader, it feels like a trap. Oh, this is another song I don't know if I've had much of a connection to yet. Maybe just because there's 20 songs and it's been three days. Um, but obviously I have listened to it a lot, like I said. So I've heard it. Um, but I just don't remember anything um, standing out. But I can give some final thoughts on Midnight's because I really like this album. I'm excited to see what the next singles are. I'm excited to see what other records it breaks. There was one thing... That I forgot to mention that um, it also broke the Nielsen record for the amount of vinyl records sold. It was 400,000 so far, and it's literally been like two days. So that's insane. So, um, yeah, Taylor Swift is a fantastic artist. She is a promotional 
visionary. Um, she has a method that is hers and hers alone, and it works for her like nobody's business. You know what I mean? And so I really do admire her, and I've loved her for a long time. Okay, I mentioned in my the first episode that I made about Taylor Swift, because this is the second one, <laughs> that um, I fell off for a couple of years at one point um, when she first transitioned to pop, and that's true. But ever since I've come back to her, uh, Reputation brought me back. Ever since Reputation, man... Um, yeah, she is. I love Taylor Swift. I wasn't looking at the camera again for a minute. I don't know how long. Sorry. But yeah, Midnight is really good. Um, And I really wanted to talk about it today on this episode. So I hope you all love Taylor Swift as much as I do. And if you don't, it don't matter because this is my show and not your own. Uh, I'm Trixie and Katya. This is my show. This is the, we talk about, this is our show and not yours. Uh, if you watch, uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love Trixie and Katya. I love Trixie and Katya. I love Trixie and Katya. Trixie and Katya. Trixie and Katya. Trixie and Katya. This is ASMR. Um, that is so funny. Should I show you my signed Taylor Swift CD? In honor? It's not Midnight's, but it is a signed Taylor Swift CD. Well, to be real, I'm not exactly sure of her location. Oh, hi, oh. Here she is. If you're watching the video, it says Taylor. T, I don't actually know what it says. I think it's a T, maybe it's a T and an S. I don't know, but it's signed and it's in the plastic. You know, I'm not going to sell it. I just don't want to play this one. I have an unsigned copy also, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. Talking about Taylor Swift. That's all I was going to do today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tell me if you've listened to Midnight. Talk to me about your favorite tracks. If you haven't listened to Midnight, listen to Midnight. If you haven't listened to my EP, Aftermath, because, you know, Taylor Swift did mention it in Bigger Than the Whole Sky. One of the 3 a.m. edition tracks from Midnight. You should listen to my EP Aftermath. You can go to my link tree to do that. Um, that's in my Instagram bio. And you should go to my Instagram anyway. Because I've been posting a lot of gorgeous modeling pictures recently. Because Honey is working. A queen is, well, trying to work. A queen is doing photo shoots. But a queen is trying to be booked, Honey. Honey is doing auditions, okay? A queen is trying to get there for the kids, you know? I feel like I, I don't know what that was about. Um, my modeling agency gave me a, my modeling agency gave me a bag. Isn't it cute? So Ursula Weedman models on it. It's a tote bag. Yay. Do I have anything else to show you? <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, this is fun. I need to get a LaCroix on camera. So they'll sponsor me. Another ASMR moment. A swallow. Um, thank you guys for watching this episode. I feel like I looked at the camera for most of it, but I'm sorry for the times that I didn't look at it, which was also probably also often, probably 50-50, to be real. But I hope you enjoyed it, irregardless. Please let me know what your favorite tracks from Midnight's are. Let me know on Koblizzi, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever you want to go. Um, you can follow me while you're there if you don't already, um, and I'll give you a kiss through the camera. I love you, even if I don't know you. And I hope you have a good week. I'll see you next time.
This has been Koblizzi, Kobe Warner, out.